Hey, my griots. So we're super excited to celebrate Juneteenth with you. And in honor of our Liberation Day, we have a fun bonus episode to share. Jamil and I sat down to talk with Hillary Van Dyke, educator, diversity and inclusion practitioner, youth advocate, and all-around black magic lady boss. She's the co-founder of the Green Book of Tampa Bay, host of podcast Pedagogy, and a volunteer leader for Outdoor Afro. Soon-to-be Dr. Hillary shares some really cool ways, not just to celebrate Juneteenth, but also some creative ways to heal and recharge on a daily basis. So join us for some good laughs and a lot of black joy, and make sure to stay subscribed so you don't miss out on our upcoming launch of Season 2. What's up, Hillary? Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I like your podcast. I like your podcast a lot, um, mainly because... Your voices are so glorious. So, well, thank Come you. Come on now. Come on. Add to the silky smooth glorious voices. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? Uh, one of my best friends, she says, it's, our, our voices sound like crushed cashmere. Yes. I said, oh, I'll take it. Exactly. I will take that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's very accurate. No, we love you, Hillary. You know, and, and you're uh, on a level of inspiration and just energy you bring. I don't know, something about your presence. It's just like, you know, it's going to be a good day today. You know, it's just Aww. really nice. I love that. I love that. It's Seriously. a really powerful thing to have. I just, I love your episodes because it's like this blend of making me think really deeply and also laugh, right? So it's a sandwich of intellectual stimulation and the relief of joy, right? Where I'm like, thank you, because it goes deep. It goes deep. But I just absolutely love, um, you know, the brilliance and the intentionality you bring to conversations. I'm super excited just to have you in our space and to, you know, just share this with you. So there's something that we love to do um, for our episodes. We do it every now and again when the spirit moves us, right? But I really would love to do this with you today. And it's called Gratitude Jar. It just really centers us um, to take a moment to celebrate and remember the things we're grateful for. It can be whatever you want it to be. So let's dip into the Gratitude Jar. Hillary, tell us uh, in the audience something that you're grateful for. I mean, I think the obvious thing, I'm grateful for my family, um I have like really great parents great siblings um we are really for the most part pretty close talk to my mom like every day so that's really cool grateful for having a body that does all sorts of really cool stuff so I'm really into being outside uh and at the moment my body carries me through all these awesome adventures so I'm grateful for that that was real good I love all of the things, but I'm grateful for having a body that carries me through this journey. Like that really, really resonates with me. Um, I find myself saying that and remembering that a lot um, because, you know, we can focus on, oh, I want my body to look like this or to function like this or to be like this or whatever. But the privilege of having an able body that can carry me, that can move is definitely something that I celebrate. So yeah same with family it's just uh having close family liking your family loving them Mm -hmm. um, being able to share that's really really awesome so i'm glad you have that um shout out to my fam Uh, who never listens to my show but (laughs) (laughs) actually my sister said she's she's all caught up because she had a lot of time in the car so thank you man key key to have conversations (laughs) with his family be like hey yeah so xyz happened you're like 
what? And he's like, do you not pay attention? <laughs> like, what's going on? That's funny. My family does not listen to my podcast. And my mom only recently started realizing how, like, racist the country is. So she'll send me stuff all the time. All the time, and I'll just like send her an episode of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's like y'all covered this like last year. Yeah, like it's now cool, I'm just cool. being petty, and I'm just I my know. previous note. Yeah, or I'll send her like <laughs> seven different resources that go deeper into the things she's trying to share with me, and she's like, "All right, I get it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you grateful for, Jamil? You beat me to it. I was definitely going to ask you. <laughs> I know. So I had to jump in like. Uh. <laughs> That's what happens when you catch you sleeping. So um, I'm grateful for a new shower head. We had this, you know, modern or, you know, basic shower head. And I felt like the water was not coming through at the velocity in which I needed it to wash away my stress. And so um, Lou went and he got this double barrel shower head and it has the big wide one and then it has the handle that moves. And I just feel like I'm in a hotel now when I take it. And I'm like, I feel really luxurious. Thank you, water softener, for making my skin feel like this. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful because ironically, this year, I've allowed myself permission to see my intimate friends more than I have because 2020 was really hard, like the isolation. And I did not go anywhere the entire year. Like every time, they, as soon as they said that we are supposed to isolate, I did that. I followed the rules. I didn't go anywhere. I kept my mask on and all of that. Um, but now I'm vaccinated and I've been able to see some of my best friends more this year, probably in the last three years combined. So I'm really, really grateful for just reuniting with community, for being able to travel and see my family. And that just feels really good. We should do this though, you know, I mean, not the pandemic thing, but you know, just take a lockdown break every couple of years and be like, it just brings more value. That's a word. Absence <laughs> does make the heart grow fine. Baby. That's, <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know what? He's like, nah. no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to like human anymore. Oh, yeah, but it's a reminder that you are human, you know, that things can be taken away. Yeah. Like, she said, I don't know how to human <laughs> anymore. Okay, so what do you feel like? And we're gonna come back to your gratitude key, but I just need to come on that. What do you feel like the biggest uh things that were so natural to you before that are just like ah awkward, don't come near me, I can't. Like, what are those things? Talking. <laughs> For me, it's the, it's the dap up. You know, mm. now that dap ups are coming back again and it's, it's being okay. It's like, I don't know how many fists I've grabbed and how many like palms I pounded, you know, because you're just like, what do I, all right, bro. Okay, I'll just holler at you. We'll okay. keep it moving. <laughs> I used to be a hugger. I used to be like, like, that's just my energy. Like I, I'm a hugger. Um, but now I'm like, I can't touch you. So we're just going to stand here and look at each other and do the head nod and know, Hey, and it's weird because I, I can do it with people who I know, love and trust. Right. But, um, I don't know. I'm super awkward about my space now, you know, like if someone is walking near me, I'm just like, why are you so close? Right. I think we should always take a break, you know? and then jump back into it. What about you, Keith? What are you grateful for? You know, I think it's my daughters. 
honestly. Um, it's been, I've been doing a lot of reflection lately, just thinking about my girls a lot and who they are and um, what kind of people they're turning into. And it's, it's starting to create little visions of how they're gonna navigate the world when they're older. So I see how free their thinking is too, how their free their expression is. And it's really inspiring too. And I'm like, okay, these little people inspiring me to try new things and to be more open. So I don't know, just lately I've been really, really, really grateful for what they bring to my life. So interesting, like the juxtaposition of, of raising liberated children, right? Because like in our minds, we're like, oh, this is amazing. This is exactly what we want. But then sometimes in practice, they will do a liberated activity that will catch you all the way off guard. And you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how Joyce would respond to this. That's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how the elders would handle this situation. My girlfriend was telling me how she took her son to the swimming pool, right? It was time for them to go. And so he, he pulls her to the side to have this conversation to say, mom, I just, I just want to, I just want to be me. You know, I just want to be, me. now he's like seven. I just want to be me. Like, I feel like I can make my own decisions and I want to get in the water. And she's like, you're not old enough to be you right now. I'm going to need you. <laughs> to get in this car and quit playing with me and and it throws me too I just I find that really funny do you do you run into that yeah I mean you know not in that direct sense but yes absolutely I mean Lily for Lily it's a lot about clothing you know she likes wearing bandanas and she likes to wear them around her neck like a girl scout type of thing but she just loves all the different patterns of bandanas and she's cool. like okay what which way are people not wearing bandanas that's how I'm gonna wear my bandana she likes wearing like kind of a dress up situation with some some J's, you know, and it's just her little thing. I didn't teach her that. I never wore J's ever. I still don't, you know what I mean? But that's just, she kind of likes, she loves basketball. So she wears that kind of style. And then Aaliyah too, with, with her artistry, kind of expressing herself that way and be like, this is what I'm gonna be into. I like anime, I like drawing this type of stuff. I'm not gonna let whatever world around me conform. So they tell me that through their actions, Whereas a parent, I could really see, like, hey, that's, that's for other people. That's not for you. Why are you doing this type of thing? Hmm. Or I could just be like, say nothing and shut up and just let them be themselves. I feel like that's where, that's where I'm at. That's cool. I, I love um, just the expression, you know? Like, Raina has this thing where she wears her stretch pants, but she intentionally has holes in the knees, right? And I'm like, but why do you do that? But then at the same time, I'm thinking about, well, I have holes in my jeans. And there, and there's a certain point, you know, back in the day when our parents would look at us like we were crazy for having tattered jeans, you know? So she's probably ahead of her time. And before you know it, we're going to have stretch pants with intentional holes in the legs. <laughs> and be like, like Raina started that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> Like, I think you're safe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think that's going to catch on. <laughs> like the thing uh, that uh, ignites something, no one ever thinks it will catch, right? And sometimes it takes a long time for it to catch. Sometimes it takes, you know, a decade, a few years, a century, you know, hence the topic Juneteenth. Because here we are, a hundred and what, 50 years later, and our peers, many of our peers, our children, you know, especially in terms of like school, have not heard about Juneteenth, but it was a pretty big deal. 
right? And so today uh, we just want to talk about what is Juneteenth? What is the story of our Freedom Day, our Liberation Day? What are we making it mean? And um, how do we want to continue to express and celebrate that? Assuming you're rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 look, look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Smack about two racks on handmade new racks. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back. So what happened? I want to ask Hillary. I want I want you to say like, yes, because you're the one. You're the one. You know the things. So tell <laughs> she like. but no so so like okay so I have a seven-year-old I have a three-year-old right and then we have people that we engage with at work and being in diversity and inclusion space that is a trying space to be in right and so I am certain you received many questions of so Hillary what is Juneteenth (laughs) how did you respond (laughs) or how would you respond Uh, The way that I respond about what is Juneteenth is that Juneteenth is the celebration of the end of slavery, sort of, but technically it's the Emancipation Proclamation said that people who were enslaved would be free. It technically takes two years for the last of the enslaved people to find that out. Though, um, if you think about it, so the people in Texas who finally, the guy, um, oh, I can't remember his name, um, the general who goes to Texas, Granger, Granger goes to Texas and makes that um, proclamation there, but really, whoever would have been in that area, it still would have been some time for everybody, for all the enslaved people in Texas to hear that. But for whatever reason, that's the day that we hold on to because that's the day that he wrote out to um, Texas. So it's June 19th gets squished into Juneteenth. But then every state that had enslaved people kind of has its own Emancipation Day. Florida's was May 20th. We got a day? Florida? Yeah. Oh, Florida's okay. is May 20th. <laughs> <laughs> um, so ours is, our Emancipation Day is May 20th. Um, and that proclamation was made in Tallahassee. But that comes to the same idea is just because the proclamation is made in Tallahassee, what actual day do the enslaved people in Pinellas find out about that? If you think about it as having a rallying point, Juneteenth makes the best sense because it is like the last day that the announcement was made. Um, rather than having a bunch of different celebrations when we can barely get people to even acknowledge Juneteenth, it's better to have like the one rallying point. And recently I interviewed uh, Miko Seymour, who's like a equity leader around here, who wrote a proclamation for the city of St. Pete to make Juneteenth into official holiday for St. Pete. So it is now. Yay. So this Juneteenth will be an actual holiday in St. Petersburg, Florida. And that was something that he was saying is like, yeah, we we do have our Emancipation Day in Florida, but like we can barely get people to even acknowledge any of it. And so it's not about ignoring May 20th. It's about having this day, like this moment in time where everyone in the country is rallying around this idea at the same time. Um, And I do think there's some power in that. I think what you said about having the single day that we all rally behind, right? Because the point is acknowledging the story within the story, you know, acknowledging that as a country, 
we, you know, African-Americans story was always a layered thing that was happening to this European centric, this Eurocentric story that, you know what I mean? And, and often it gets forgotten until we tell our own story, until we celebrate it and we remember it. So I was saying this to Keith when we were doing our research, I was like, well, wait a minute, there had to be other days that, you know, other people found out, like, were they just holding on to the information? What happened? And yeah, you know, it was rolling out, but I completely agree that at the end of the day, recognizing the context for the Civil War, recognizing the context for the Emancipation Proclamation as a war tactic, right, to unify the Union, and recognizing the 13th Amendment as the enforceability of that, and how our people gained the first step of our freedom, the first step of our our liberation. Um, You know, we had an episode eight where we went back to this and we were just talking about how we're still making strides, how we're still advocating for full freedom in many respects, in many ways. But Juneteenth is really a moment of celebration to say across the board, it was illegal Mm -hmm. to view our ancestors as property across the board. It's illegal. You know what I mean? To do that. And I think that that's something to be celebrated and to be remembered and to be taught um, as its own separate thing, right? Like as its own separate entity. Yeah. Illegal, except in the case of imprisonment. In case of imprisonment. Yeah, I know. We touched on that part too. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think the other thing that happened after, so Miko read the, pro, so there's the proclamation. And then after that, he gave a speech to city council and like to me I'm listening to this speech and I felt like it was a clear message to city council that was like hey y'all like we are free as of this you know proclamation but because of the choices that you all make from this chamber a lot of people in the city are still not free um and I don't know to what extent the council members heard that but one of the council members who is black did say something about like you know thank you for this reminder that we're still free ish I want to say it was a cool moment but it's a very interesting moment yeah I mean those, those are they just need those to compound right something like that obviously can't just fall on the shoulders of one or a few people but um I hope for those that were there to, to witness that felt some kind of conviction and, and something compelling pulling them towards keeping that conversation going get out there do something uh or at least talk about it with your family you know just yeah. keep keep it going like they did for for juneteenth i i think though the to kind of go back to your point about keep that conversation going right like how do we then translate that to action right in in many respects so hillary you're saying like we're still free-ish right? Like that's the concept, but to be free is a, a constant act of, um, intentional work, right? Like we are still actively embodying our freedom, which means we have to release bondages, mental bondages, emotional bondages, you know, release certain burdens. And so I guess my question, I have two questions. One is knowing what it is, knowing the story, right? But then in 2021, how we decide to celebrate 
that how we decide to retell the story in a way that um, really lifts us up <laughs> as the sheroes and the heroes in our story that we really are, right? So what does that practice look like? And then, you know, number two, like thinking about what we're still getting free from mentally or emotionally, like what does that practice look like on a daily basis? I can tell you how I celebrate Juneteenth. Um, namely, it's just related to being involved in like my volunteer or activism work in some way. Um, like for example, this year, one of our outdoor Afro events is happening that day. We're just doing like a beach day, just a family beach day. So just super simple hanging out, existing in our blackness on the beach. <laughs> um, and I just think that's just like such a normal thing to do. Um, but doing it together in this big group of black people, I hope will be really, really cool um, and fun. So just a couple hours on the beach that morning. And then there's so many different markets happening. Um, so uh, Green Book will be hitting up a couple of those. I guess for me, the way that I've celebrated tends to be that just like enjoying blackness <laughs> in any capacity that I can on that day. The beach day will be the first time that I've like organized a thing. Um, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. One year I did do uh, another outdoor Afro event on Juneteenth where we went to a market. So like we as the group went to a Juneteenth market. Generally, it's just that kind of thing, just trying to be in communion in some way with other Black people. I'm, you know, an outdoorsy person. So a lot of the healing that I do involves just being outside. I love hiking. I love being on my bike. So those are the two main ways. In the summer, I tend to do some kayaking as well. Listen, I'm like literally ready to go like right now. Like that's just, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. yeah. I mean, okay, we gotta just break this up right quick. So okay. all right, great ways to celebrate Juneteenth. So community, being out in nature with community, showing up, celebrating the freeness. Right. Right. It's like you don't even have to go like be extra with it. Just go outside and be yeah. free. Finding joy in your blackness. Finding joy in your blackness. Black outside. Yeah. Yeah. And then shopping black too, going to the markets, going out there, showing up, finding something new. So, I mean, that's a great challenge. Go find a new black business that you've mm -hmm. never been to. Maybe you've been meaning to check it out. You heard about it. Go show up and celebrate. It's a Saturday and you have no excuses about traffic. Let's go. With the healing, I mean, that's those are great. <laughs> those are fantastic. I mean, I literally was ready to go change my clothes and go kayaking because it's a beautiful day outside. Hot. Um, but yeah, kayaking, hiking, you said biking as well, just being out in nature, you know, getting back into the to the roots, get your feet on some dirt, you know, mm -hmm. uh, get some dirt on your face, get some sand in your toes. I um, do yoga, do a lot of yoga. I teach yoga too, which helps. What? I didn't know you Teaching taught yoga. yoga kind of forces me to do the yoga too. <laughs> or Yeah, because I teach it, it like makes me have to keep doing it too and doing yoga is really good i feel like hillary has like uh like her bio is just like the i don't know it's like the garage that you, <laughs> you know, sometimes you go into people's house from the garage and you like go in and it's like oh that's nice and then you like open up and it's like a mansion and she's like here are all the things i actually really do 
Right. There's just you so know many what layers. <laughs> and then on top of it, it's just like, but I don't really know if you guys want this. I'm like, are you serious? I want everything you have. Give it also, um, so my house is like full of plants. Um, so just keeping the plants alive. And then I have a fledgling raised bed situation. The only thing I seem to keep alive are hot peppers. My sweet potatoes do good. And then like hot peppers, but everything. Actually, no, you know, I've done cabbage and spinach. That's done, that's done well. But this, the bed on the right, just nothing lives. Oh, cherry tomatoes did all right in there. So, <laughs> so gardening, gardening, I'm going to say this, but I feel like I'm going to get judged. <laughs> I'm going to go on mute so I, I don't judge yeah. you out loud. So if you judge me, judge me quietly. So I also am kind of going from the, the growing my own food. I started also kind of thinking about catching my own food <laughs> and so I like fishing like hunting <laughs> and I saw your shirt uh in in the picture yeah as you're saying I was like what's Hillary out here doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I I I hunt um as well and that's led to a whole other thing around just like not really eating meat um unless it's meat that I've caught myself or can speak to the way that that animal has lived just being super cognizant of what I'm putting in my body is also just helping my health in general because I feel like that whole conversation around food and the way that that's just like slowly killing me <laughs> um, when I think about like how am I healing and how am I being healthy that's been a whole rabbit hole that I've been down on the last few months too that's been really interesting so can I just take (laughs) what you said and really recap this because it really is powerful like when we think about releasing burdens and finding creative ways to be creative means to create it means to perpetuate life it means to recharge sustain and to continue giving right and it also means new perspectives so something that may feel like shy to you or like, oh, I don't know if I'll be received is really life giving, right? It's it's sustaining your life and the willingness to share that story. Someone needed to hear that, right? The ability to break down the mindsets and the mind drama that, you know, has been collected over years of trauma, right? Of not being able to give ourselves um, healthy food or not being able to trust ourselves with growing plants or not being able to support, you know, our, our ambitions with trying new things. I think that that is embodying what our ancestors celebrated on Juneteenth. That is embodying the hope of what is possible in everyday moments. And I think that that is so powerful and so wonderful. And I just want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate you in in doing it and also with sharing it with our community. It's been interesting for sure. Um, You know, we got to ask though, like, have you caught anything yet? I have. Okay. I have. Yesterday, I actually was, I was hunting yesterday morning um, and I brought a friend. um, It was weird too. A hunting date? But where are y'all hunting? Okay, listen. (laughs) All right, check it. Here's what happened. 
I did this in March, definitely was like going to just do it, just to do it, was never going to do it again. Then after having done it, we had to also watch the guy butcher the meat. But that whole process and then actually getting the meat, realizing it doesn't smell the way grocery store meat smells, sends me down this rabbit hole of really thinking about the fact that it is weird how we do eat (laughs) meat that comes from the grocery store especially like beef, that stuff just hangs for like months before they, um, just the whole thing around the meat that people do eat out of the grocery store, the way that that animal is raised and the way that the meat is treated um, is gross. (laughs) And I'm not really like a huge meat eater anyways. And so I was like, okay, I guess it's not that big of a sacrifice to say, if I actually eat meat, I should be a part of the process of putting it on the table. Um, and then also because I'm into nature, like there's all of it. Cause you're hiking, you're sitting and like meditating a lot. Cause you're just sitting for so long. Um, it's like birding. Um, and so last month, early May, I went to, um, Oklahoma to do a turkey hunt, uh, which was like the coolest experience of my whole entire life. <laughs> um, uh, we caught nothing. We caught nothing, but it was just the coolest, coolest, coolest things like ever happened. Yeah. That's so dope. So sorry, the this story started from yesterday. So the person that I went with, um, he was like guiding this dude and his family, and he's like, "Oh, you can guide your friend," and I was like, "I can do what?" <laughs> so then I was like in charge of my friend, and everything was fine. We both got a boar and within like half an hour and that was that so did you the guy that you found in the location that you decided to go in and the preparation for what you took like did you go through a particular company that offers the service or did yeah. you say you know what? like how did you find and research that so cloud nine outdoors is owned by a friend of mine um and they do a lot of stuff with youth mostly fishing and hunting with youth a lot of it is with youth with single parents, but they also do some stuff with adults. And so we've partnered with them on events throughout Outdoor Afro, which is how I've come to know Jovan. Yeah, just through all that is kind of how that came about. And then he has a grant to take women of color hunting, which <laughs> is crazy. Random and specific grant ever that I just was like, yeah, sure, I'll go hunting, whatever. So 2021 got weird real quick. It's been cool. I just found out, I just decided what I'm going to do with my sister for her birthday. You should. <laughs> well, that's, re- it's, that's really dope. Um, we're always seeking escapism, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to fill these voids of what what we think we're supposed to fill it up with. You know, right. as a life coach, Jamil can speak to this. You know, she has these conversations every single day about how they should heal. But, but first, they tell her you know, what they're doing, you know, and how, how they're going about it. There's a lot of things that we're just kind of fed is what you're supposed to be doing to get better. You know, go buy a candle, take a bath or go, go see a therapist, maybe write it down in journal, but there's some really, those are some really high level things, you know, not that hunting is going to be that thing for everybody, but it's just a different you know it's like uh, I'm gonna try something new and I think that's really really cool so the other examples that you know you gave right Keith of of what I do hear uh, a lot they're still good things but what's fascinating is that they they exist in the realm of thought right and ideation and you know they're kind of up here which a lot of things originate in the mind okay so they're really really powerful what I love about 
what you shared is it's the practice. It's the embodiment of things, right? Where often we don't confront our thoughts or even our mindsets or our emotions or how we feel about things until we engage with this world around us in one way or another. And often we're engaging with the world around us through our work, you know, through our families, our kids or things like that. But the act of taking ourselves out of something and being in uncomfortable situations, like, cause to be clear, being outdoors, I imagine in terms of hunting or camping or things like that, there is some uncomfortability that the body needs to process through, right? And so the meditation that's required there, um, the, the narrative that tells us that to be uncomfortable is not wrong because we seek comfort. We seek comfort in so many things. That's why the candle, <laughs> that's why the hot bath. That's why, you know, it feels good, right? But what does it feel like to have your feet on the ground with mosquitoes flying around and to be present in their home, <laughs> right? And to be okay with it. So I think that that is so fantastic. And I'm actually really glad that you shared uh, those resources that you have. We're going to get some more resources from you. Also Make sure therapy. we include them. I do believe in therapy. It's all good. It's, it's yeah. all in combination, right? Like it's all putting it together because we are, we're not limited to one prescription. We're not limited to one avenue. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's hard to branch out anyway and try something new if you don't have perspective and know about it. So each one of these conversations is so helpful, not only to us, but to listeners, encouraging everybody to have those conversations with their friends and family about how they heal. Like what's something different that you do to feel better, to have not only good, positive feelings, but to stay present because you end up learning so much, you know, just through those stories and conversations that people around you can share. Listen, this outdoor Afro, <laughs> okay. And this cloud nine outdoor I'm all over this. Like the universe brought you to me because I literally was saying to myself or to a few people, I said, I want to go fishing. Like, I don't know why I feel the, the, the desire to fish. I've never fished in all my life. My granddaddy was an expert fisher, you know, and taught my mom and sisters how to fish and how to gut and all of that. And, and I want to do that. Um, I want to camp. I kind of want to glamp. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to glamp. I feel like I need to take one step right. at a time with it. You know what I mean? Chosen. But I definitely want to get more resources from you on all of the things that you shared, like the experience mm -hmm. that you had with catching your own food and, and being a part of that process of growing your stuff, whatever it is that you've used, I would love to share that with our audience. Yeah. And even the last thing I'll say about the food thing is the, the, the last part of it that's cool is like getting to share the food with like you know, people that you love. Um, so making, you know, spaghetti with uh, pork or uh, sliders, um, stir fry, you know, whatever. And when I say people I love, I just mean friends because my family does not live down here. <laughs> but still just getting to like do that has been cool too. I feel like a hunter, grower, gatherer. <laughs> well, you know, I hope one day that will be close enough where you'll you share your uh your board your board thighs oh, it's happening <laughs> y'all are gonna get some <laughs> you didn't judge me you're gonna get some food hey griots we want to thank you so much for sharing space with us if you enjoyed this podcast or heard something you liked pay it forward and pass it along to someone else 
We're making more episodes that celebrate our stories. So support us. Go to your preferred podcast app, rate us, and subscribe. You can also follow us on IG at The American Griot or visit the website at theamericangriot.com to get resources from the show notes or leave a comment or question on the episode. Until next time, be inspired and be on purpose. And remember to live in the now because nothing lasts forever. <laughs>